uh, gays. I think really that was a, there was a big Supreme Court case about Hobby Lobby firing gays. Or no, it wasn't firing gays. Was it? They didn't want to pay. No, maybe it was. It was. It was. Maybe they didn't want to pay for uh, birth control or something. I don't. I don't oh, remember. that sounds more familiar. It was something they. They were some all them gays in their birth assholes. control. <laughs> <laughs> They're just getting pregnant too often. <laughs> I knew it was something stupid that was right for moral reasons. Okay, I have a hobby schlobby knobby lobby. All right, so for when this comes out in like April. Ari, do you want to talk about video games? Hey, I do. We're, you know, it's super been rusty. so long. <laughs> Which we've had content on our feed because we did our playthrough, our one playthrough so far of Genderbender. Oh, God, one so, was enough. Mm, there's so many more characters. Oh, mm. They all look terrible. Um, that we've had content going up, and I was like, oh, no, no, you know, we got stuff going on. We recorded all those in one day, and it's like, we have plenty going up there. And then that led to us just not recording the real show. <laughs> we've got a lot of games to talk about. Yeah, but, yeah. Full yeah. show. Uh, so, since this is, it's February... I have a list, real quick, we can bring up of the Metacritic top reviewed games of last year. Okay. So I'll just run through them real quick. It's kind of interesting, um, considering how many people talk about how, like, AAA development is... Is dying. Is dying. Yeah, Here's that's the list. bullshit. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Well, I've never... Th- is that an indie game? Is yeah. It- <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, Witcher 3... And then Undertale, which is the the first like small one on there. Journey. No, I mean Witcher Three, Red Project or Project <laughs> CD Red, Project Red. CD Project Red. Yeah, they're not like EA. No, you know I I would I would say they're, they're still, an independent they're studio. Indep- hey, you can fuck a lot of whores in that game. They're independent, <laughs> man. <laughs> this is just showing how bullshit the term indie is. Yeah. But uh, Journey, Bloodborne. Then Shovel Knight. Journey came out last year? They did a PS4 version. Oh, that's garbage. Right? Come on now. Well, same with um, Grand Theft Auto V. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Shovel Knight. Mario Kart 8 DLC. Okay, Shovel Knight came out like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on everything. Yeah, now. Like, no matter where you are, like taking a shit on an airplane in your living you can play Shovel Knight. <laughs> <laughs> One Amiibo, they have a Shovel Knight Amiibo now. It's on toasters. It's on microwaves. It's I almost a- did buy the Shovel Knight Amiibo, but I'm like, no, nah, it's not. It's not Nintendo. Have you seen how many millions and millions of dollars Nintendo's been making off Amiibos? Just, well, I mean, they've, it's, they've made like a thousand dollars off me. It's insane, man. Yeah. It fucking is so frustrating that it worked. Yeah. It's like when those came out, I was like, fuck you, Nintendo. This is <laughs> such garbage. How could you fucking do this to people? And then they make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Why would they ever stop? Yeah, no. Fucking print plastic all you want. Yeah. It's garbage. Whatever. Joey will buy it. I really want the Animal Crossing ones, but the Animal Crossing game is so shit. And the only, literally the only reason I haven't bought the Animal Crossing ones is because to get two of them, you have to buy the game. Those will be on eBay, though. I'd hope so. As soon as I get them on eBay, get the Animal Crossing, because they brought out all those, and they look great. The uh, the thing that makes me so pissed off about this is they're starting to do what they said they weren't going to do, and what it looked like would be a huge problem is that they're starting to put exclusive content on unlockable only with the amiibos, like the the 
Twilight Princess one that yeah. actually looks kind of rad. It's the wolf with the little guy riding it. I luckily don't care about Twilight Princess. It was a crap game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I loved... I played every other Zelda game to death before that, and then that one I was the first one I played like half the game, and I was like, I'm good. <laughs> Done. Good. But the fact that they're doing Amiibo-specific content is bad. But I like that, because I have them all. <laughs> but it means you have to get them all now. You so? have Joey. I already have them. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck Nintendo. I think fuck you, Ari. You don't have them. Uh, and rounding out the list, the last one is Afterbirth. Uh, this is, of course, skipping... Which is a great name. Yeah. Still. <laughs> it's skipping um, the different console versions. So it's like number one was like Metal Gear on PlayStation. This and... is just PC? No, no, no. This is this is everything, everything, but it's skipping multiple copies. Like three versions of The Witcher were on there, and three versions of Metal Gear were on there, and... But it's uh, it's not it's not by money made. It's by amount reviews. sold. Oh, it's best reviewed. Best reviewed. It's like the Metacritic. Yes. Okay. Only Metacritic. So I just was bringing that up real quick to show how dated. You know. Oops. I don't want to crumple that up yet. Crum- uh, how dated this episode is when it finally airs. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've played all of those. Shit. I you know I knew this was our February show, mm. and so in honor of of. February, I was going to bring you a Legumentine's Day. Um, Did you play the I, second one I bought one it yet? for you. So I'll just say, I bought it for you. I, I'll, I'll give it to you later, but just to tell you, uh, so Legumentine's Day, for everyone who remembers, it's it's the day in Hachoful Boyfriend, where you have to find a nut, I think, or it's a seed, bean. A legume or is a bean. bean. Mm-hmm. They were pretty loose with it, though. Mm. I think they were like sunflower seeds and stuff like that. Oh, uh, okay. Uh it should be a legume for your bird bow. Because just to recap, you're a high school girl trying to pick up on pigeons. In the apocalypse. After the apocalypse. <laughs> maybe. I mean, if there's nothing else around, you fuck a bird. Whatever. <laughs> you're already in high school with them. Yeah. What and they're already people size for some reason. But so, and if you if you pick the right kind of bean, then it, it, uh, it gets you further into their pants. Their mm, bird pants. Birdie pants. Yeah. So I, I had purchased some uh, flaming hot uh, uh, corn nuts. I thought, okay. yeah. <laughs> my legume in times. Would, would I have gotten close on that? That's pretty clit. That's pretty good. Okay, I, I okay. do like corn nuts. I'll get you those later. Okay. <laughs> Happy legume in times, <laughs> Oh, thank you. Um, now we we find out the depressing end to my actual story. Oh yeah, because you gave me the legumes. Portal of hell. <laughs> Surprising no one. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. We can do stuff I just bought because there's a lunar sale. Oh, so new segment coming from Joey. Six months have passed, or whatever. Five months have passed. You've been thinking about it, but we got new segments for y'all. Yeah, Joey, uh, break it off. This segment is called. I just bought this. And and what is that? Uh, I'm I just an bought idiot. is stuff that I have just purchased but have yet. To actually play. Okay, just uh, a heads up. Yeah. So this stuff that's on my radar, and this is an unqualified recommendation. Like, it looked cool enough for me to purchase it. Check it out while we're checking them out. <laughs> yeah. So maybe these will show up later. I bought uh, Hieroglyphica, which looked fucking dope. Um, I'm Scared, which I have heard about for a while. Well, so Hieroglyphica is the... Um, it's the, the roguelike, roguelike where there's no writing. It's all just symbols that you have to figure out, right? Yeah, symbols that you figure out how they interact with the rest of the world. Yeah. It looks very cool. Uh, I actually ended up on the roguelike Reddit page, 
It was like, hey, thanks to you all, my game or my roguelike is now on Steam. And it was the guy who made Hieroglyphica. He's like, this is my first game. Had to like learn how to do all of it. Did, and did they greenlight it through? I think it was greenlit. Yeah. So he got the whole community to mm-hmm. greenlight it. That's yeah. Cool. So it was pretty sweet. Uh, I'm scared, which is a horror game that breaks the fourth wall in that it's like a virus that starts putting stuff on your desktop that are like text files and stuff, which seems pretty cool. Yeah. The Troma Project, which looks awful, but I wanted to get it anyway. <laughs> the the ad video for it is just a trailer for Troma videos, yeah, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> um, they called it like XCOM meets Troma. I was like, whatever. <laughs> it's a dollar sixty four. Dead Knot, which looks like a mix of strategy and game book. Um, it's the people who did Zafe House Diaries. I don't know if you ever saw that game, but this one has more of a uh, almost like a Warhammery. These are the people that are. They they rarely come back. They're the dead knots. Uh, they have another game out that looks pretty cool, but I'm waiting for it to go down a little bit. Uh, a game called 12 is Better Than 6, which looks like a Western Hotline Miami. Sounds uh, awesome. And the adventure game I was telling you about called Franbo. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Mm-mm. The art of it is very... Um, Almost like a Tim Burton-y type of feel, but it looks horrific. Uh, the trailer for it had so much going on that I was like, I need... Is it Tim to- Burton animation looking, or it looks like photo... Like, uh, uh, it's animation. Hand looking. It's animation. Like, I would so say does it, it look like Don't Starve? It's more colorful. It's not as, like stylized in the color scheme. It just, like, the look and the vibe and, like, the so horror of it. It's not like it. Edward Gorey looking. No, oh. Let, pull pull it up if you can. You pull it up on your phone yeah. just so you can see if I that's even close. But it was it's on sale. It came out last year and looks like a straight point and click ass point and click game. But I wanted to check it out based solely on like the content of the story and the the art style and everything. F R A N space B O W. But that's my purchases from this sale, the lunar sale. Which wasn't even planned on buying anything until I load up Steam Friday night. I'm like, hey, Cam, there's a sale. I was so excited. <laughs> Who the hell knew, man? Yeah. Go for Steam. Um, during this sale, I, I only got two things. Uh, I got a fistful of gun. Which I'm going to buy after this. Awesome. Yeah. Western. Uh, check it out. Uh, then there was another game called There Was a Caveman. Which, uh, all the descriptions are just like, this is a brutal game. <laughs> like, this is very difficult. I think I got that in a bundle, because I clicked on it too, and it's in my library. <laughs> I was like, oh! <laughs> it, it looks, it reminds me kind of uh, Joe and Mac. Did you ever play that yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, I love Joe and Mac. It looks kind of like that. But also, fuck Joe and Mac. Side-scroller. That game, there's no way that game aged well. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing your little tomahawks. Yeah, like side-scrolling, platformer. Yeah set in caveman times where you're fighting dinosaurs, which is a very creationist message, but <laughs> <laughs> I look past that. Did, I can't remember if it was you or Brian. Uh, on Big Time Power Up a long time ago, we played caveman games. Have you ever played that? No. No? Okay. Well, that's a classic. Regular Nintendo caveman game. Classic games. meaning garbage. It's It's like a terrible game, but I was a kid and didn't have a lot of games, so I fucking loved caveman games. Mm. Uh, it's it's Olympics only cavemen. So like instead of discus throw, they it's called the mate toss. So it's a dude who f- spins Tasteful. a woman around and around, and then you launch her. Ah, domestic violence. Yeah, how fun! It's really good. <laughs> There's like stick, like who can start a fire first? It's, On top of a woman. 
Who can run a dinosaur over a woman? Who can cause the most damage to a woman without it showing? It's just like that scene in, uh, or that that part of Street Fighter Two where you're punching a car, right? But it's just a woman. <laughs> There's a, the pole vault is over a. T-Rex it was a mouth. simpler time in caveman days. Caveman times. Caveman, caveman games. Times. Did caveman you find Frambo? Stories. No, I stopped looking. At okay, it. I cool. lost my. Uh, I believe you. All right. What else has been going on since you've? You were talking about how many games you've beaten, which is, sounds more productive than what I've done. Yeah, since since we've had a lot of chunk, big chunks of time, I've had the time to 100% games. Yeah. So I've been just doing that. I've you want to just run through the list, or are you going to bring up some of them later? I'll bring up some, but I can run through kind of the some of the, the top ones that I'm probably not going to talk about, okay. just because they're bigger games. Right. Um, Hotline Miami 2. Okay, I still have yet to beat that. I liked it. I yeah. mean, it it's... It's got a lot of danger of just being repetitive, but the first game was so good mm-hmm. that it, it starts you off exactly where you died, meaning the difficulty-wise, right. it starts you off at, at 100%. So you're still just, it's like adding more levels to something that I really loved. And the story, they don't try to like progress the last story. They just bring up a, kind of new characters and stuff. Oh, that okay. It's really goddamn weird, like the first one, but just... Uh, makes sense enough that it it doesn't feel like David Lynchian or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, but still really creepy. I'm waiting kind of for... I, I did this thing called Gamers Edition. It's a website that collects a bunch of awesome shit for a game. And then if X amount of people buy it, then they'll make it. So it's like its own Kickstarter, like self-contained thing. And I think Hot Miami is the only one they've gotten through. Because they tried to do a Kerbal one. They tried to do a Papers, Please one that looked fucking dope where they were going to actually make the stamps. Yeah, that's great. I wanted that so bad. But You could do that. Like, making custom stamps is not that expensive. Right. But it, and it, it was just neat. But <laughs> I bought the Hotline Miami one, and it actually went through. Yeah. Uh, still don't have it. It's like six months late so far. Cool. But it's like... So just like Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you get every once in a while, you get the email talking about, like, the current delay or problem they're facing but it has has both games which i already have um a cassette mixtape like from the two creators and like some weird trading cards and a stencil of the thing from two with the slashes yeah the three the circle with three slashes um and it's honestly been so long since i ordered this thing that i can't fucking remember it was like a comic maybe like a behind the scenes thing it looked neat so what it should have is a bloody baseball bat and a and a jacket that sounds very illegal to send to people <laughs> it doesn't have to be human blood joey it could be like oh. dog blood or something well, i just mean like sending people weapons it's a it's a baseball bat who's to say that's a weapon anything's a weapon we're <laughs> this... trained killers anything's a weapon <laughs> all right you were saying um yeah so it's it's awesome i still that was but i 100 percented that um armacrog which i kick-started that's doug tenapel who has questionable beliefs. Okay, I want you to tell me about this, because <laughs> you, you bring this up, and I know nothing about it. He's just, you know... He, he's, he's super religious? Yeah, he's got, a, like, you know, a bunch of kids, and he doesn't like gays, and he thinks pussies are ruining America, and, yeah, you know, the general gamut of stuff that's, like, disappointing when you find out that, like, someone who makes stuff that so, has such emotional resonance, yeah. and is, like, he seems so in tuned with... Uh, certain aspects of empathy just like humanity in general and then he just does stuff that's like like uh he i one of his comic books i i, I still buy all of his shit because i still think he's awesome at what he does mm-hmm. and i love 90 percent of what he does but I, there was one comic that was called like 
Earth Boy Joe or something like that. Okay. Where it was like uh, this Marine who like rescues this alien kid who then he raises to be American. And like the way he paints like the liberal pussy teacher who's like wearing a, it's a guy wearing a dress, you know, and is like <laughs> trying to ruin his subtle. Kids. No, it's like really ham fisted, you know, really like. Is that um, the subtitle? Like colon <laughs> ham fist. <laughs> America's being ruined by like pussies and <laughs> uh, immigrants and stuff like that. Sure, well, one and the same. Which is ironic because the kid is literally like an alien. Uh huh. Um, For everyone, that this is the guy who made Earthworm Jim and Neverhood and, and Neverhood Skull and, Monkeys. And yeah, stuff he like made he makes awesome stuff, and I I love Neverhood so much. Right, I never uh, played it. It's it's uh, clay animation. It's beautiful. It Skull Monkeys is one of my favorite PlayStation one. Has games, an so. amazing soundtrack. Terry Taylor did um, just really bizarre music. Uh, the story is really cool. There's a lot of heart in it. There's he's built in like a deep world in there. Clayman, mm-hmm. Clayman. Um, the, Does Amacroc have anything to do with it? He, well, yeah. There's like callbacks, but they're not. Uh, I mean, they're not directly connected, but there's subtle callbacks, like the same universe. Okay, but um, I thought it was its own thing because like, they, but it is its own thing. They couldn't get the license or. Well, that's why it's subtle. It's not uh, like okay, but they look very similar, and but all that heart and all that other stuff that was in the first one, they got rid of that for this one for Armor Krog? and it became like more ham fisted. Like, um, you know, the, he's he does a really good thing of 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 being able to anthropomorphize like robots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you feel really bad when a robot gets shot or something, <laughs> or like does things where it sacrifices that, you know, he's good at like building in the storage where things sacrifice themselves for you. Okay. And he's not precious with killing things, Aww. which is nice. Well, it's refreshing in a okay. adventure game. Yeah, I suppose. And he does it in a way like Disney, like killing Bambi's mom. You know, it's like, <laughs> I just hate lady deers. So. <laughs> that movie rules. It's just, uh, it, it was tedious. There were a lot of fetch quests. The puzzles weren't that interesting. But it looked cool, I bet. There was pixel hunting, which is the Ooh. worst sin you can have for an adventure game. Yeah, today. Did it have the thing, though, where you could, like, radial no. or, like, sonar and see what's clickable? No. Okay. So there were okay. certain points where I was literally just clicking every single spot really? in the screen trying to find stuff. Ugh. Um, they should have had something where, like, what you, when you move over, it lights up things that are selectable. Right. Which another game that I'll talk about later d- did. Oh, and, okay. Um, there's, you should be able to run. You know, there's certain, certain well, like things, you have to wait for him to get to the side to of get the, to the side. So you're you're doing a lot of walking. There are a lot of really tedious, really just like dumb puzzles that when you figure them out, you don't feel like that serotonin drip of like, ah, oh, I figured it out. I'm smart. You just feel like, fuck that. Yeah, are you that's fucking the fucking. That's the me? answer. Yeah. Yeah, like I just had to find that thing to click on. So that's fair, but it's beautiful. Yeah, the voice acting is not no good. I wonder if I can. It's no good. No. Well, they they never really had voices. That was what was good. They should have left out. Uh, like okay, the voice addition made the characters more annoying than okay. endearing. Okay. So that was another. Maybe I can 100%. find it on YouTube, like a playthrough. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Don't that that would be. You'd get all the experience of the beauty of the thing. But you don't have to play it. You it's don't have to shitty. play it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I kickstarted it. I would kickstart his next game just because clay animation games are so rare that aren't like Dominic Pomplamoose looking. Yeah, Dominic. <laughs> there's a there's one on Steam right now called um, Shit. It's like a Lemmings. The Lemming game. I yeah. think I bought that. 
I got it in a, a but pack too. The uh, the trailer I think looked Plasti- cooler than the actual plasticine or plastic world, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It it, uh, it looks fun enough. Yeah. But the trailers looks cool. Yeah, where they show like how they fucking made everything. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Good for good for people who are willing to put their time. Yeah, yeah, life for in. sure. So, like, that was it was more of a bummer than anything. Armor crowd. Armor Not crowd. plastic world. Um, Talos Principle. Okay. Which I would talk about as a marquee game, but it's at this point there's a DLC, so we'll just talk about the DLC. Okay. <laughs> but the the game is fucking great. Really? Holy God, is it so good? I just for it's whatever reason so everyone's good. saying that, and I'm just like I don't care. I, I don't know. know why. I know. Well, so it's 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 like Portal. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, it's like Portal in a good way, not in a derivative way. Uh huh. Like the puzzles are very well, different well, than Portal. I have a feeling we're going to switch this conversation when I bring up some of the stuff up. Okay, I know what you're <laughs> going to bring up. We can segue into that after this. <laughs> but uh, it's it's like Portal in that you're you're solving puzzles, but it's there's a big story that you're uncovering. It's not like Portal in that the puzzles are very different, even though they're physical space puzzles. Right. And it's not like Portal in that it's not funny at all. Okay. And it 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 gets more like philosophical, which has a, a you know possibility of getting up its own ass big time. Which is what I will talk about. But yes. But I it didn't feel like that. They okay. did a good job, and it's interesting enough. And there's a lot of like MacGuffins. Is this Crow Team? The series Sand People. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah. it was something I think they were working on at like lunch breaks. Oh. And like it was really exciting to them and then they broke off and made it. Interesting. Huh. Um but yeah, I like the the puzzles are all really um satisfying and smart. They're not easy, which is nice, but they're also not impossible. And then like a headless dude with bomb arms walks runs through this room. <laughs> 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 it's it's um it's it's satisfying. It's totally okay. worth the price. Um, I'll talk, I'll, maybe as a marquee game, I'll talk about the, the DLC cause it's different enough, but the, uh, the game is great. Okay. So that was another one I, I was like so into a hundred percent in it. Okay. This is still your hundred percent list. I have a lot more, but we can you just st- stop it there. No, Let's no, no, no. Let's just, 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 just blast through the rest of them. Um, Massive Chalice okay. is another game that I think. I was it, pumped for and then came out and I didn't play it. <laughs> the tone is so weird of the game. Yeah. Like it tries to be. A serious like people are dying and it's got a lot of weight and you've these lineages of people and you're following them but then there's like goofball like a uh, repartee between the two chalice pieces that I, are, I think like, that's what good. turned me off I didn't like that the cup talked and that it was literal like like a, a giant fucking man. talking cup but I, it's got two voices that like goof off each other yeah I don't like for that. like really serious artwork the artwork's really cool too it's like a simple. Yeah, it looks Lo-fi. very computer generated, but yeah, um, yeah. You just really wanted to play an XCOMing, XCOMish game. Well, we, and now XCOM it, Two is out. If it if it used the legacy, like the legacy system is neat. Yeah, and even though I kind of ignored it for most of the game, how did the the tactics hold up compared to something like XCOM? Well, okay, XCOM is like the apex of tactics yeah, I know. games. There's nothing like better than that at what it does. This is like. Diet. Below that, but it's like above a lot of other tactics. Okay. It's a, it's above like, um, you know, Shadowfall or you oh, know okay. any of those. The, sh- oh, the Shadow Run. Shadow Run. I mean, yeah. It's like Dragonfall, Shadow Run. Like it's it's it puts more thought into it than that. The I will say the really great thing about uh, Massive Chalice 
is um, you you're not precious about people at all because right that's the whole they're going to age out. Mm-hmm. So that is like a great system to like automatically age out your people that they're they are 100 percent going to die regardless of what you do. Just if time progresses, that is true. Yeah. It makes you um, invest more in like uh, strategy and about trying to get people like them instead of just beefing up one dude and saving and quitting exactly like i i didn't once save quit and restart okay because it was it was fine like it would be a bummer if one of your people died um but it was totally fine because you have a stable of other people young virile males that's right that make other young virile males and it's so funny to like pimp people together yeah like you guys now make babies. Do <laughs> Me. it. Yeah. Yeah, the idea of it is very cool, but uh, like you were saying the tone of it is just something I was having a really hard time getting past. I I, I it's not a game to play for the story at all. Right. But if you just ignore the story and play it to play a fun tactics game, I'm I think if I'm going to not play XCOM, Invisible Ink is the one that I want to proceed through. Invisible Ink's another one I've hundred percent in. I wasn't did I did we talk about that on the show? We might have, but I hadn't played it yet. Okay. Yeah. I think I was gonna either save that for a marquee or maybe we did and pass it. That yeah. game I really, really loved. Too. Yeah. It's good. I've I haven't played a ton of it, but it's good. That um I hundred percent of that I think before the last show and then either we did it or I talk I can't. Uh, you were gonna so talk about it? Long ago. Yeah. I feel like you did. Like it was you did Invisible Ink and Jazz Punk, I feel. Or did Something I, like that. No, jazz punk I did with a noir syndrome, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. No, I was gonna do Invisible Ink and Counter Spy, and then I don't think oh, we did that episode. We did, you're right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, check out Counter Spy, I guess. <laughs> Invisible Ink's much better. Um. Okay. Uh, do you have? Was that the end of that list? No, I have more, but we can move on. I was gonna. I've been talking up, for a while. If you want to talk a little bit more. I was going to try and pull up our email. See if we Sure, have I can just talk about Invisible Ink while you're doing that. <laughs> Invisible Ink is a tactics game, but it's a stealth tactics, which is an inc- is an awesome angle to it. It's also procedurally generated levels, which I've heard some complaints that um it'll sometimes fuck you cuz it'll get you I've in, heard a, that too. in a procedure that's just like unavoidable. I never had that. And that was another game where like if if one of your guys does die in that it's it's pretty significant but i was still able to get through the whole game without saving and restarting um you know once my guys died but it, instead of just like move up four spaces and then you have a 60 percent chance of shooting that guy and then you shoot him and he's dead like a lot of tactics this one it's like you sneak up behind people and then use a stun gun and then you have to get away from them because if if you're not if you're in their line of sight when they wake up they're going to see you in three turns. Right. So it becomes a different mindset of how you're going to play a tactics game. And I had no idea what that game was, it turned out. Like, I thought it was just an XCOM. Like a cyberpunky yeah. XCOM? Yeah, I had no idea that it was, like, um, it's very randomly generated. Blade and... Runner worldy too. Yeah. It seems neat. I, I, I highly recommend it if you're not already stuck in XCOM 2. Promo. Yeah, I mine. The only reason I'm not playing XCOM 2 is because I ordered a physical copy to get a discount, and it's not here yet. Yeah, as is what happens. As is tradition. Well, okay. So this is going way back to our Indiecade confirm confirmations, uh, and then some gift links. Shouting out uh, James Guile, 
still doing the Lord's work and sending me the worst games he can find on Steam. Um, here's one for Deadly Prophets. Uh, gifts. Oh, and uh, he also sent me Fingered, which I did not like very much. <laughs> even though it has art from Edmund Edmund McMillan. Yeah, it looked like a very non-game. Yeah, it was a very non-game. But the art was cool. Oh, here here we go. Uh, Received a gift of um, polarity from James again. James, like, I think he has an alert. It's like anytime a game goes below 25 cents. Anytime he thinks it'll torture you with how shitty it is. Yeah, he buys it for me. Um, Okay. So, here is a an email from Aunt Dancast. Message, uh, he sent it to us through the web, explosivemagico.com website. Oh, I, I also want to thank James Guile for uh, the 12 labors of Hercules. Oh, he gave me that one, too. To the Cretan Bull. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, thanks, thanks for that, James. Yeah. Uh, hey, guys. Aunt Dancast here again after less than 10 minutes from sending my last email. I just played... The game I won, Dead Bits, and it was the worst experience I've ever had of my life. It's a Minecraft zombie FPS. You can connect the dots. Also, it only has nine levels, but I didn't want to go past level two, and the soundtrack, unsurprisingly, was 100% dubstep. This has been my... Twenty minutes or less. The game plus soundtrack is on sale until July eighth for only a quarter. Yeah, twenty five <laughs> cents. Thanks for the game, guys. Keep up the good work. So it sounds like he's recommending the soundtrack. <laughs> I think this must have been one we gave away. Scraping the bottom of the barrel with dead bits there. Oh, I, I also want to thank uh, Luke O'Connorable. Yeah, because he gave me an actual awesome game. He gave oh. me Broforce. Really? Yeah, which I had been holding off on buying because it was an alpha for forever. Yeah, it's it finally out finally came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I just lost track of buying it. I'd played it at your place, and I loved it, but I wasn't going to buy uh, early access. But <laughs> It's old to your It's guns. so fucking good. It's really good. Yeah. And thank so thank you, Luke. Uh, speaking of Luke, Connor from back into September. Hey there, Joey and Ari just writing in about a few games I've been kicking through. First of all, Fuck Gods will be watching. I beat the first level and then played through the torture one four times before needing a shower. But in all honesty, I really do like it. It's super fucked up, but does it so well, so I'm going to keep powering through on original light for a bit, sweating and crying my way through second. Uh, oh, sweating and crying my way through. Second, I played and beat Grow Home. It was a beautiful and fun game. Climbing and jumping and flying was awesome design. From the look to the music was great, along with how surprisingly well it controlled. Only downside, it's really short. Um, third, Chromonauts. This game is for me to a T-pixel graphics, turn-based strategy, funny dialogue, Power Rangers That's thing. That's the, uh, the Power Rangers one, yes. where you're running a TV show. Was the na- yeah, what was the name of that? Uh, that type of show? You you knew it. Oh, fuck. It's, I'm blanking right now. Okay. Yeah, well, sorry. It's... it's I bought that because I saw it on the indie game stand a long time ago and bought it. And that is 100% a style over substance, I think. Really? Yeah. Because it, it had such potential. Yeah. He said, the story is simple so far. You're a group of stuntmen who bailed from their old job to start their own production company and now want to film and create their own Power Rangers show. Really fun so far. We'll keep you posted if it takes a sudden turn. Now on to Genderbender DNA Twister Extreme, which is... Luke is the person who bought that for us. 
So fuck you, Luke. Take it back. Good. (laughs) Good Lord, that game looks like a majestic shit show. I've already gotten my money's worth, but knowing the dude is Australian really irks me. Like, I've met weeaboos as intense as this dude, so that's really gross. But I'm so glad he lives in Sydney. Home of the bridge, the opera house, and douchey hipsters, and poor uh, city planning. I will never actually meet the maniac. Also, the artist DK Devil has a deviant art, and all his pieces are garbage. Holy relics of deity of shiny garbage anime. Sincerely, thanks for those super cool games. Taught me about like Super Time Force Ultra, and I look forward to continued mayhem of Gender Benardine Twister Extreme. Do your thing. Score the points. Your friend, Luke Connerball. P.S. Thanks for bringing Kim on. She's a champ. Yeah, she sure was a champ with that one. Kim is going to be on a future show. Um, since this was like the first show recording after a, a while off, she said, you guys should just do that yourself. Um, but Kim and I have been playing through The Witness, which was the other thing we were hinting at during the Talos Principle. Um, and also something Ari is supremely against. Um, no, I'm not supremely <laughs> against. Like I'm cautiously optimistic. About The Witness? About The Witness. I just, I don't like open world games. It, I would not call it that. It, and the, I don't like games where they hint at a story and there is no story. Okay. And it's fully up its own ass. Check. Which I'm not saying it is. I am. <laughs> but I'm afraid I'm saying it is you just described it. Because I've heard this guy talk before and that seems to be his MO. It's, and I played Braid. It's something special. And it's and I usually don't like saying that in that I, I don't know. It's a weird thing to talk about. And Kim has that, and she has another game that I'm going to save um, that she played through over Christmas her, break. Her marquee game. Her marquee. Okay, well, well that'll be for the kim Yes. But, like, I love puzzle games. Especially, I really love 3D puzzle games. Like I was saying with Talos Principle. I It has I think... all the aspects of a game that I'll like, but usually I need some motivation right. to get through it. Like, like I Talos like having has the... a framework of a story. Talos has a story that's Talos easy. has it fully there now it it's it's somewhat open in that you can decide which puzzles to go at it when and to some extent Mm -hmm. but there's always you understand even when you're doing a puzzle just to do a puzzle you understand how it fits in the bigger world um and i'm afraid that witness doesn't have it now i'm still gonna play it okay and i i hope that i love it but i i'm not buying it opening weekend like i think psyched on it i think you'll like it okay we'll see it's weird it's a weird thing to talk about because it's on the surface, nothing you can say about it is going to be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. But just like getting... I mean, even the name is real shit. Yeah, like, but getting in there and just like the sense of wonder of a thing, you don't really get that very often. Like, I remember going to Mist, which he said he wanted to make modern day Mist, which was going to the island and being seeing like, there's a rocket ship and like an observatory, and it's just this collection of stuff and you just get to wander around it, but doesn't so, really happen. So much of the joy of Mist, though, is uncovering that really weird story. I, and, and I barely finding got the through universe. Mist. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, I was too young. I like, oh. didn't get it. Um, but <laughs> I hit my head against that. it for a long time. Did you? Yeah. I, I bought the strategy guide and then realized that the end of the game is right at the beginning. You just need a code to get through that door. <laughs> so I put the code in. I'm like, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Which I like that they let you do that at any time. Like, you don't just have to get the code and then trigger the fact that you can 
enter the code. You just need the code. Just, yeah. So I just boop, beep, 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 boop. <laughs> like inner sanctum. Like, what is this? <laughs> you get what you deserve. Yeah, that's Confusion. true. Uh, so Kim's going to come on and talk more about The Witness after we finish it. The game is crazy long. So they say over 100 hours, right? If you want to, like, 100%. If you want to beat it, I think you're looking anywhere from like 20 to 30, but you can, like, Fez beat it, which is way more than that like 20 so, hours yeah it, it's if it's you want good. the first ending yeah there's there's these lasers when you complete an area that don't like, don't even try with this shoot it's not to the same and i think you only have to beat a certain amount of them to to finish the game but then you can beat all of them and then really finish the game and then go further all right anyway um let's talk about alphas all right, go for it. <laughs> Alpha time. <laughs> Are you buying the alphas? I I actually did by accident. I know I did. Ah, you didn't I, scroll I down do far that. enough. <laughs> I do that every once in a while. Yeah, but I don't. I don't remember what it was. Okay, must have been good. No. <laughs> uh, first one I'm going to bring up is Rivalry, which I think I sent to you, and you need to play while you're here. Rivalry is turn-based fighting game. Oh, yeah. That looked cool. That is made by, like, a 14-year-old kid based on a level he made in Little Big Planet. It looks almost like, uh, what was that game that was made by Foddy where you're fighting each other? Or the sumo game where you're, like, trying to push each other out? Oh, oh. um, Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes. Where they look like ragdoll people, kind of. Yeah. And it's, like, impossible to control, but you're, like, doing... Yakitori is the only thing coming to head, and that's that's not it. Yeah. Um, But Rivalry, you have a dude that you can position his arms and legs and weapons, but there's a meter. The longer you're moving stuff, the meter drains, and you just hot swap over to the other person. Super early, but it's only $2.99. Kim and I have played at least six hours of this game, like, just fighting each other i'm excited when it comes out <laughs> <laughs> well who knows what it's gonna be when it comes out super fucking fun that's awesome i loved little big planet a lot mm-hmm. uh, he made this and so then, that's exciting he actually made something real yeah and cool. then he's like adapted it into its own thing and then like kickstarted money to go take it to pax and people like loved it but he's selling it for 299 super fair for what it is right now like it's silhouette people shapes with different weapons on their hands like hardly any there's no sound but it's like we saw the trailer coming up on like recent releases, and I was like, "Oh my god, Kim, that comes out tomorrow!" <laughs> oh, like we watched through the, the the trailer is just like a five times sped up version of matches, like a string of five times sped up matches. I watched that; it looked cool. It's so does he, fun. Does he say how long it'll be till? No. Is it? Do you know if it was like years? In like in development? Yeah. Or until I it comes no out, I have oh, no okay. idea. I've I've already gotten my money's worth, so I don't really care. All right. So like anything they add to it is gonna just make it better for me. Like more weapons or graphics or sound, whatever. It's really great. Uh and the other one is Duskers, which was actually sent to us uh through the PR dudes of the people that make this game. Duskers is one of those things that it has an art style to it that is so in my wheelhouse. <laughs> Like, the game could be mediocre, which it's not, but the game could be mediocre, and I would have still, like, gravitated towards it. Because the whole idea of Duskers is that you're sitting at a terminal controlling these droids 
that are inside like a ship or something. So it's a horror game, but you're only experiencing it through this control terminal um, where it uses crazy sound design and real sounds, but all you're seeing are your droids working its way through the ship where you like are picking up equipment or solving puzzles and stuff like that. It's a really excellent use of limited graphic style, but keeping it in like an in-world look to it. Yeah, it looks very neat. Like yeah. You're looking at a neon screen or a black screen with neon all over it. Yes. And you you also have like a pseudo programming, like executing commands to them. So you have four different droids that have different capabilities and you're switch, switching between them. So you can, you know, it's been a while since I've played it because I just checked it out briefly. Um, it, but it, I want to say it's like you dot into stuff. So it's like droid A dot whatever and then... Ex- so it has like a typing command style, which really fits in with the, like the interface being at a style. Terminal yeah, and affecting real robots. Yeah, so it's you can you can hear stuff and like see stuff on the radar, but you're the sound is making your mind fill in like what isn't there, but it's still in world enough that it kind of still makes it scary. <laughs> so it's it's a really cool thing. It's nineteen bucks. Um, still in early access, but if that sounds like a turn more turn-based, it's like that weird hybrid turn-based real-time. Like, you still have to be one thing at a time. It's like executables. You're setting up yeah. things to happen, but they're happening in real time. Right. Yeah. So it's 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 super neat and in development still actively, but I wanted to give a shout-out, especially since they sent us a code, and it was, and it was cool, because I've gotten some codes, and they have not been cool. So I'm shouting out the one set off. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for sending them. Anyway. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, all right. And and we <clears throat> we should probably mention, we'll talk about when we've gotten codes for free and we're talking about something. Right, right. <laughs> like, so far, all the games, we haven't mentioned them because we bought them, like Saps. And then sometimes gotten them. <laughs> yeah. But still, we buy most of these games. Right. <clears throat> so let's give away a game, Joey. Give away a game. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Shadow Puppeteer is? It's a platformer game that is probably very mechanically simple, but looks cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, I bet it's whimsical. Is uh, it whimsical as fuck? Shadow Puppeteer. You're going to have to look it up. Oh. But So Shadow Puppeteer, what do I think that is? I think that is... I think it's a dark game. I think it's more of like a Bloodborne level of oh, darkness where okay. you're walking around and it's the shadow puppeteers controlling you. And it's uh, maybe a third person behind the back view. <laughs> okay. So that's that's what I think, shadow puppeteer. You're There's no like fucking monsters. way that's what that is. I'm going to find out now. You're going to love it and then not want to give it away. <laughs> I feel like I have it if it's on the list. I don't know. Maybe I have it. Oh, well, I got to get my code up here. Um, you want to give Or a... unlike you, I don't I don't just put things on here that I already own. I you also put things, things that want. I just don't want. Oh. <laughs> like the Sonic Adventure Racing, which is well, probably the highest rated and most expensive thing we've given away. But you know you're telling people you're giving away bad games. No, that. no. I'm just giving away stuff that I don't play (laughs) i think looks terrible (laughs) i just you know i got too much other shit to play yeah you can give the code while i'm logging in to find out what shadow puppeteer is z six zero q i zero three four seven l 
QJ376. That is the SIM code. So enter that in. If you do take it, all we ask is that uh, please give us a review. Either email it to us um, or tweet at us or Steam group it to us. You know, any of the ways. Um, And, of course, if you do it in a five-star review on iTunes, that would be cool, too. (laughs) Not saying we're bribing you, but we're bribing you. And also, if if you've gotten a lot of these from our shows, just maybe let other people grab them. Unless you really want just Shadow give it of a, a Deer. Yeah, just give it a second. Yeah, but... give it a week. If, if no one's taking it a week, then feel free. Because I'm sure that some of these codes are probably still <laughs> <laughs> For whatever reason, there were no takers. Okay, Shadow Puppeteer. Yep, it's in my library. <clears throat> Invite a friend to explore the strange yet beautiful world of darkness and light in Shadow Puppeteer, an award-winning local co-op adventure. What what's it look like? Is it? It's three D. Uh, and it looks like you can control like a shadow version of yourself that can walk on shadows and. You... Oh, local co-op. So one person's the shadow, one person's the puppeteer. Must be. That it, sounds cool. It does sound cool. Fifteen dollar game, y'all. Metacritic not so good, but hey, <laughs> free game. Free fifteen dollar game. Get yourself a friend. Yeah, it's sixty percent. It's not terrible. That's pass, man. Not, no, it's not. But it's it's you, actually fifty-seven. I was making it sound better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fail. But it's a 60. solid. It's like an F plus. Is it? Yeah. You know what you got? F plus. F plus. Twenty minutes or less. All right. Uh, let's do twenty minutes or less. All right. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, uh, twenty minute or lesser. That uh that I played. I've got a few of these, but I'm not going to go too uh, too deep. This, I'm going to start with a kind of controversial one. Okay. One that people actually like a lot. Okay. And I tried to return, and Steam wouldn't let me. <laughs> okay. Titan Soul. Okay, yeah. Titan Soul is a game where there are only bosses. Pixel art game where you start off on a map that has a lot of doors. You walk in the door. Each door has a boss. you got to kill all the bosses. To get to the final boss, and then it, I guess you kill that boss. I don't know. There's no story. I'm just so loose. bummed. I, you know me. I love banging my head against a game. I am super bummed that you have to run all the fucking way back. Well, you. So the biggest flaws of this game. So it got a lot of flack because it was really fucking hard. But I don't care about that. I don't care about Meat that. Meat Boy is hard. It was great. They Bleed Pixels was hard. It was great. But the thing that was great about those games is you die, you start back immediately, and then you can go at it again. Right. This game, your a, your little dude, he has one attack, which is he can shoot something, a bo- like a boomerang or an arrow type thing, and then suck it back to him. Which or, is cool. Or that is a cool up. thing. Cool thing, except for the fact that he's slower than he should be which makes it really hard it's still i would still be on board except once you die it's one hit kit one hit death for you okay once you die you start back in that map with all the doors and it takes like 30 seconds to get back to that map and then you have to enter the doors watch the boss like introduction scene and then you can't skip that you can't skip that. okay cool. and then start it again so it takes in between death and starting, there's at least 45 seconds to a minute and a half. Do you think that is punishment for death, or do you think that, like, fuck that anyway? I think that's a game jam game that hasn't 
<laughs> they haven't fleshed fully it out enough. Realized. I mean, it is bigger than it was. Yeah, and it 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 was a game jam game. Mm-hmm. They turned it into a full game by adding more bosses. Right. But and better art. And better art, but and the art is is fine. The bosses design is cool. The variety of bosses is cool. The music is is good. The idea that you have one arrow that you shoot and then you have to keep using it is cool. I like that, yeah. But the fact that you're so slow to run back to rooms and that you're you're so slow that you can't even use like maneuvering and dexterity very well. Oh, uh, like when you're fighting, when like you're rolling fighting, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It, it 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 would benefit to become slightly easier in that. But really, the biggest problem is just it's such a goddamn slog to die and then restart. If they fix that, if you could restart right outside the room of the boss, would you? Oh, I would say restart after the boss's intro. Oh, okay. Like, f- go to black, fade in, you're standing in front of him, he does the last second of his intro, and then you start again. But what if you want to change what boss you're at? Then you can, like, press start and go go to the main menu or something like that. Okay. So That's, you think, that is that your biggest... It makes it unplayable for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I I had not... I I really pounded my head against it for a little bit, because I was like, maybe I'll get it, maybe I'll get better, and it'll be fun. But it was just so much time, and it felt so frustrated that I just... I bought it. I have yet to play it. It was it was like three bucks or something, so... Give it give it ten minutes. If You'll get what it is immediately. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I know what it is, but I have not experienced, like, fighting the boss and then having to run back. That's something that's, like, on the surface sounds like it sucks, but I don't know, like, how often I'll see that. I'm assuming a lot. You think because you're awesome and you'll kill the bosses? I'm really good at games. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe you'd be better at games? Maybe probably? I'm just a big puss. <laughs> All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah, so that's that's a popular 20 minutes or less. What do, you, what do you got? I have Discourse, which I finally played a little bit of. And it, both my 20 minutes or less, it's they're not that they're bad. They just weren't what I thought they were. That's, I came up with a different game in my head. Yeah, a lot of these 20 minutes or less, that's the problem. They're they're either not what you want or they're just not a game for you. Discourse was made by Alchemy. It's the last game Alchemy made that's not going to be VR until they went into um, Job Simulator. Which is awesome. Right. So uh, Discourse is like a, a giant choose-your-own-adventure thing. That I thought had more of like a procedural, like looser thing to it, rather than progressing through this story where you got to decide how it it ended. It's a really cool look, but it just wasn't as me- mechanical as I was expecting. Because you're just generally not a huge adventure gamer. Well, it's and- not even that. It's like here's an example. It's like you have um, all these survivors of this plane crash on an island. And I'm sure that there's a shitload of writing in this. Like, on the surface, it seems like there would have to be. But you would do things where there's six people to talk to. And it's like, all right, we're getting ready for bed. So I go to sleep for the night. You you have time to talk to two people. Who are you going to talk to? And then that'll, like, you know, strengthen your relationship with them into the next thing. So it's it's like only the talking parts of Walking Dead. Yeah. There isn't a lot of, like, puzzle solving. Or combat, it's... So it's it's a choose-your-own-adventure more than anything. More than anything. And I yeah. thought there was more mechanic to it. Yeah. Which I was like, eh, maybe I'm just not like in the mood for this, yeah. which is fine. Um, but it looks cool. And what it, kind of art is it? 
it, it it's very hard angled um like german expressionist looking um, I'm trying to think of like the closest example. It's like in the tip of my tip of my tongue, but I can't remember the name of the game. But like the the tips of the fingers are flat. Okay. Like a, a more colorful samurai jack ish. Like. Yeah. I don't know, but it, it it's I just wasn't into it. So maybe I'll go back to it. Uh, reverse crawl. Which is on your wish list too? Yeah, I was gonna buy that yesterday. And really, I, was... I loaded it up. <laughs> this just kind of shows how like shallow I am. But I loaded <laughs> it up, and it was like begin story. I'm like, I didn't think there was a story. It was like talking about how it was like a, was rope... a crawler. <laughs> it was like a dungeon crawl where you're the dungeon, but it's like a story, and there's levels. And then the characters were anime art, and I immediately <laughs> closed the game and tried to return it. And then it, like, errored out, and then I just haven't gone back to try to return it. Uh, all, my problem is all of my, my games I buy, and then I, I'm playing other games, so I don't actually get to those games yeah. for more than the two weeks. Right. So even if I play them for 20 seconds and want to return them, I've not been able to return a single goddamn game. <laughs> we should have a new segment. It's like, oh, I successfully returned blank. It's not gonna happen. I have a couple. That it's just I've not the in. way that I I play my game. Right, right. I'm. I bet I'm gonna play that. And I'm gonna love it. Reverse crawl. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna Probably. report back. All right. I I haven't returned it, so I still have it. I'll I'll go through one more. All right. Which is uh, I should have known better. Is is a sub? It's like a, a sub <laughs> okay. subject. Your sub qualifier. Yeah. It's called Adventures of Fat Man. <laughs> I, I am understanding the category. It's like a Batman oh, parody. Oh yeah, but he's Fat Man. It's wow. a, it's a point and click adventure game. <laughs> That's on you, man. No, because the art is really good. Okay, the, it's like great classic looking art, and the music is good. But it it's uh it's voice acted, and the voice acting is clearly made by like a Europeans, like not Eng- American. So but- it's got like weirdo like. Then Fat Man walks to the bar, you know, with a slightly Scandinavian or possibly German accent, you know. Yeah. Which is, like, fine. But it's the all accent. The all accent. <laughs> the, uh, which is fine, but it makes it, takes you out of, like, the Batman parodiness. Okay. Also, the intro is so goddamn long. Like, you'll hit 20 minutes just watching the intro. Really? Not not that bad. But it's, it's, it's like Metal Gear levels of, like... <laughs> Why is there so much story in that game? <laughs> it doesn't need it. Also, it's a point-click adventure where there's death. You can die. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which which that used to be the case. Like if you go back to like Maniac Mansion. Yeah. You used to be able to do that. But games move beyond that because they realize it's not fun <laughs> to die in a game where the whole game is the story. Did you buy this or did you get it in a pack? I don't know. Because I've had like it's been in my library for a while. Okay. So I don't know. Is, I should is have known answer. better. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it like ten minutes or fifteen minutes because I I wanted like the art looked cool and I you know I wanted to like but it. But still, dude, <laughs> like even if the art is cool, like come on. I like adventure games if if the story's right. If you want to buy a game for art that I haven't bought yet that I want, it, uh, look up Undead Vikings or I think it's Undead Vikings. I feel like I've I've seen that. It's from the people who made um, Stick It to the Man. So it has this super weird, almost like '90s cartoon look to me. That's awesome. Um, I think it's Undead Vikings. Viking. 
Whatever. People can look it up. Anyway, new segment before we get into marquees. One more mini new segment. All right. We're packing this episode, guys. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't record for like five months, but now we're giving it to you. We're back with a vengeance. This is BTFGA. BTFGA. And this time it's personal. What's BTFA? BTFGA. Buy that You're fucking game already. Adding more letters by the hour. Buy that fucking game already. All right. Yeah. My, you can you feel free to chime in in feature installments of BTFGA, which I have to look at the paper every time I say it because I can't remember. BFG. Buy that fucking FKY. game. FKY. Number one, buy that fucking game already. Downwell. So cheap. Just fucking buy Downwell. Yeah, I'll second that. All so right. goddamn good. Um, and also Adam. A-D-O-M, which is the Steam version of a roguelike with new art that has been in development for 15 years. Like, Oof. it's it's been out, you know, you can download the roguelike, but he's been adding to it since it started. So this is a graphic version that you can also toggle into the old one, but it's 15 bucks for a game that's been honed to the point where it's like, considered one of the best in this subgenre of stuff um it stands for ancient domains of mystery adom by the fucking game downwell is really 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 good for a game where you can sit down and play it for like 10 minutes feel really great about that experience then stop i fucking love downwell yeah and it's i'm gonna so beat slick. it i watched You're somebody not beat, beat it. it no way Hol- all right now I have how, to. how far have you gotten What's the last um, like world that you've gotten to? The the underwater. I've never made it past underwater. Really? Yeah, underwater is where I'm fucked too. I you got to change to the person who doesn't fall very far fast. I always use the one where he's just like a little ball. I don't know that one. Oh, you got to not fall fast, and you have to combo everything. You have to not touch the ground because that gives you. Um, really. It it in the the combo will start giving you money. And then at a certain point, we'll start giving you health if you're able to keep it up. Because you can keep a combo going between levels. See, I, I originally played that way. And then I thought I was, to get to the next level, I'd have to slow down. So I just like yep. I just jumped from path to path and really stopped myself from just barreling through. Nope, you got to combo everything. Wow, okay. Yeah, like go through the entirety of the first stage without touching the ground. Do you, the only- do you stick with one particular gun that you like or do you just take whatever you'll get? Uh, you want the ones that'll give you max airtime, so you don't want laser, even though that's my favorite gun. Because you I like get, shotgun. You want the ones that has more shots, so you can slow yourself down, like pepper, as you're falling, and your combo doesn't break when you go inside the little bubble to go into the shops. So you jump out of that, your combo is still alive. Okay. So pro tips yeah. that I learned from someone else. It's really goddamn good. It's really good. <clears throat> um. Also, I would like to mention, in addition to The Witness that I'm currently playing, there's a game called Death State. You know this one? No. Nope. heard about this? No. Nope. Think Binding of Isaac meets Robotron. Um, <laughs> Sounds cool. Where your character is auto-firing all the time. So you don't have to worry about shooting people. You just have to get close. And your your main objective is to keep the person alive by using your skills that allow you to like push people back or like move around and stuff. So it's it's Binding of Isaac Robotron. And it's really fucking hard, and I still have yet to like beat a chunk of the, like how it's divided up. I have yet to beat the a chunk first of one. It. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty cool though. That sounds good. Yeah. Um. It's it's fairly new, but I liked it a lot. 
to go into uh, our first Marquee. Mark Marquis. What do you want to do for a Marquee? I want to talk about a game that I also had a chance to 100% uh, during our long vacation, our, <laughs> our winter break. Uh, Luxlinger. <laughs> it is awesome. Explain what that means. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a Western that is highly influenced by hip-hop. It looks like it was on an old Atari but it does think it does layering in a way that you could never have done on an old Atari. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it feels deep, it feels good, but it also has that like nice retro-y vibe. And the hip hop addition to it is awesome. Is it um just like levels? It's you have a main uh like thoroughfare, like the main street that you go to. Right. And in there there's like a store where you can buy stuff. There's a jail that you drop people off or a, a cemetery where you drop corpses um, because you can bring people alive or dead. Oh, okay. Um, there's like mini tasks in that level that you could do, but then there is a f- solid progression system where you go after like, here's the big bad boss of like, the, the whole thing is it's, there's a luck system and uh, there's oh, these then guys it's appropriately named. I see. who stole luck talismans from this town so the town's like up Schitt's creek okay yeah they're all like destitute and poor and the (laughs) sheriff's all like drunk and sad in the beginning and so you're you're going after these criminals who are in various things like this woman stole a the lucky coin and now runs a casino and um there's another guy who's like uh has a gold mine and so he is using all his luck to get all this gold and you know so you have to go and hunt down these different and each one boss has like a different aspect to it, but uh, you have your own luck bracelet that you can collect luck. And when you have a certain amount of luck, you can use it to like deflect bullets or it's you, an expendable resource. When you're like, fa- yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. When you're falling off a ledge, you can use it and like a new <laughs> ledge will come up or like you're That's uh, cool. You have a duck companion. All right. And so which, I'm still on board, which for is some really reason. funny. He's awesome. <laughs> And he'll fly off. Sometimes when you have a lot of luck, he'll go and like find you hearts, you know? Mm-hmm. Or if you don't have luck, then like buildings will just fall on you or like part of your path will disappear and you'll have to jump off it, <laughs> you know? So so it, it sounds like depending on how much luck you have, a level will be completely different? Not completely different. Okay. But it's things that would help, help, and things that could go wrong will go wrong. Interesting. Um, okay. And if you it's, get and it's side scroller, side scroller. Yeah. If you get shot, then you lose luck too. Mm. Um, you collect luck from. It's like the old video game. You kill someone, they have coins and some luck that you can pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also little things they threw in, like in the middle of a level, there'll be like a uh, a dude with a carriage, a rich looking guy with a carriage with a big coat who will play Russian roulette with you if you want. <laughs> Okay. And How many times can you do that? You can do it as many times. But if you die, then you start over, you know, you're you're basically taking the risk. Like, it really will, like, sometimes the first shot, he'll just die. Sometimes you'll put it on your head, and you'll go through three bullets, and you're, like, sweating because you don't want to have to go through this hard level again. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um, So that that's only if you really want 100% it, because you get gold bricks from that, and you can see how many gold bricks are in the game. But it's random on whether or not you succeed. It is. <laughs> Totally it sounds random. like the worst. It's but it's it's up like it's your own fucking greed if you right. go through with it. 
But that, I mean, at least it's in theme for sure. It's not it's just totally like a shitty theme. mechanic that they threw in. But all the music is like scratching. It's very if, if you've seen Samurai Champloo, the anime. That's I like it's an old. It was made by the uh, Cowboy Bebop guy, mm-hmm. and it, it was basically like it was a samurai show. But all the music was like record scratching and hip hop beats. That's what they did with this, right? Which it's a western. And is it when they talk? It does it too, doesn't it? Yeah, there's no there's no voice acting. It's just like. Which is really cool. It's the whole tone of it is is awesome. Is there any pedigree to the people who made this? I don't actually no. know. So it's it's this Danish, um, or yeah, they're they're in Holland. Uh, so yeah, these two guys from Holland, who um, it's actually got its start in Newgrounds. Really? Yeah. They oh, okay. they they were they met on League of Legends. As you do. Oh, like just playing it? Just playing it. Okay. And then they like decided they liked game development. And they made another game called, uh, I think, 15 Minute Max or Max 15 Minutes, mm-hmm. which is basically another side-scroller pixely game, or not like Atari-looking game, where you're running and nothing is taught to you. You have to learn on the fly. You have only 15 minutes to get as many points as you can. Okay. It looks kind of interesting. Huh. Um, but this is like their their real like fleshed out game. They made a small little demo, put it on Newgrounds to see if it was worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. People like flipped their shit, were really complimentary, so they put the time in to make a real game, uh, and ended up with Luxlinger. Huh. That sounds all right. Yeah, it came out just a few months ago. Uh, yeah, just a few months ago. And Luxlinger did. Yeah, 2015. It came out in. I might have it. I I, I feel like maybe I got that in a pack as well. It's uh I think it's like seven or eight bucks. It's not not that much, but it's totally worth it for the money. Um How long? Um maybe it was ten hours, ten to fifteen hours. Yeah, I have Luxinger. Right now it's five nineteen. On uh, is it on sale? Yeah. Oh great. So yeah, if you if this goes up while it's <laughs> it won't on while sale. the uh you know, the lunar new year sale is, is till tomorrow probably. Yeah. So even not on sale though, it's it's under ten bucks for sure. It's it's normally uh, thirteen. Oh, okay. Never mind. I take that back. But it's <laughs> worth it's worth thirteen too. And uh, they did a sale in January where it was only two dollars and sixty cents. Whoa! So wait till summer sale. Yeah, some sort of sale. But yeah, Indicade twenty fifteen selection. It's a uh, controller support. Other than like that's the the. Uh, the turntables. There's other modern touches. Like there'll be like an old basketball court. You know, or like there'll be like a scene interstitial of him breakdancing in between levels. Is there is there much of a story? Or is it just like kind of joke based, like go get joke to joke? It's there's a story. Okay. But the, the comedy is good. It's not super ham fist, like super strong, schmaltzy sto- like joke. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of like light humor in it. I, I do like that. I see that it has like a six shooter style. Yeah, you um you reload your gun. So you shoot the, all the bullets that are in your revolver, and then you have to reload. Uh, like or a bullet can, at a time, or does it just reload all of them? Uh, you hit. Well, if you um you can interrupt the reload. Oh, okay. So like yeah. if you jump, it'll inter- interrupt your reload. So if you hit it, you're reloading one, two, and then you jump, it stops it. And then if you want to keep reloading, you have to hit it again and, and cool. just walk around. So some bad uh, some bosses, you have to like try to just run more than shoot or more than jump to avoid things because otherwise you won't get enough shots on them mm-hmm. um the game's this... the game has some like seriously difficult levels but nothing 
impossible or too frustrating. I kept mixing this game up, uh, I realized, with Westerado, which I played a handful of hours in, which was like a pixel Grand Theft Auto cowboy game. So I guess pixelated Red Dead. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that was Adult Swim or not. I'm looking here. Or uh, Westerado, that was. But Luxlinger, I think, yeah, it was just two guys. Yeah, Westerado was. They did a great, great job. It's really fun. Um, it's funny, but it's also like dark enough that you can kill yourself with a Russian roulette game <laughs> often. it's You've got a pet duck, so it's like weird and quirky. Because their studio is Duck Bridge. Uh, so I think they were okay. just like, we want to incorporate yeah, ducks. Yeah, there's got to be a duck in there. Um, well, then, and cool. the, then the Lux system is, is really cool, a little addition. That does sound neat. I didn't know that it would like change the level and stuff. But like I said, it's not significant. Yeah, yeah. It's like, just like a platform and like make it harder or easier. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. And also mini shout out then to West Dorado because <laughs> I kept thinking that's what this was. So what do you want to what do you want to talk about, Joey? I want to talk about uh, a two game combo, uh, but mostly a, not necessarily because of the games, but because of what they're doing. The first one is keep talking and no one explodes, which we were also given codes for. Uh, and I played with Kim. I have yet to play it with you. You haven't played it at all, right? No, I've just looked at it a lot. You know the premise? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, for people at home, it's, uh, I would call it a two-screen experience, essentially. But you can you can read this manual off of a tablet or print it out. I recommend printing it out because there's something about it, it's having... It's like optimally a VR game, right? Where one person's in it I wouldn't and one even person's say out? I wouldn't say optimally. I think... You're okay with one person in the other room? And one like, person in front of the TV. Like, just the the whole thing is one person's looking at a bomb that they don't know how to defuse, and the other person has a giant rule book that covers all the rules for what this is. Um, the whole thing is communicating back and forth what you're seeing and try to narrow down what you're supposed to do in the order you're supposed to do it. Um, Kim and I played it where I just, like, tilted the TV so she couldn't see. Um the VR you just blinded her and then you forgot oh, that she you, would have to look in she the book had to look too. at the book yeah um but i mean that was totally fine cuz when i first heard about this it was coming through the oculus stuff and i was like okay that's i'm not going to be able to play that forever but then it's like of course you didn't really need it cuz it's not like job simulator where you have limbs it's not a you're not interacting with your environment it, yeah it's not a surgeon simulator level of stuff it's just as long as the person can't see each other's work, the game is fine. But they should totally make a follow-up where it's Surgeon Simulator, but on, like, aliens, and you're, like, cutting up some alien's body and someone else has to tell you what to do. There's there's an Aliens DLC in oh. Surgeon Simulator. But, I mean, Yo, using I know the saying. book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> basically that DLC. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Like, they mix the two together. Yeah. Um, But I, I really am liking this whole a physical tangible thing that interacts with a game. I, I like keep talking. It gets really fucking hard. Um, Kim and I played maybe two or three sessions and we probably did anywhere from three to five bombs. On a, per on session. a scale of one to 10, how much did you want to divorce midway through that game? It was actually not bad. Cause you start to realize, cause I've never almost purposefully, it just sort of happened this way, and then I kept going. It. I've never looked at the book. 
like flips oh, through. Oh, so you you always kept very defined roles of like I'm the bomb diffuser, you're the book person. Yes, you never switched, right? Because Kim doesn't want to control stuff. Like she doesn't like playing a lot of games because she gets frustrated that she can't use two sticks. But even though this one, I feel like she could. Um, she was always the book reader. I was always the person on screen. And you very quickly figure out how to effectively communicate to people. And I think that if you're doing it for the sole purpose of winning, it's probably less fun. Um, I could imagine if you had two people looking through the book and bickering about how to communicate that. Yeah. Like the, like the beautiful shit show part of it is pro there's probably a, an argument for that being a better experience, but going backwards a little bit, I just really, I think this idea of having a, a physical manual or book that complements a game and is an integral part of the game is a super neat idea. And this is the first one, like big release I saw that had one. And then I mentioned to you earlier this week about Icebound, um, I think. Yeah, you did. That, okay. Sounds like a cool idea. So I, I heard about Icebound because Austin Walker and Giant Bomb had mentioned he was playing it. And it's it's such a convoluted story to like get really quick. But essentially an author like George R. R. Martin dies. R. 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 Martin. And in this world, authors are digitized to create, to keep producing works for that author they're called uh, simulacrums which is a great name um but it's like an authorized simulacrum that's produced with in collaboration with the author this is the guy that's going to write for you after you're dead so you're talking to the simulacrum of this guy who's written something called icebound and the way you interact with it is very like text-based um text adventure like emily is away like you're talking to yeah. this thing but there's a compendium book which is like a scrapbook of everything these fans have put together, like bits of first drafts of passages or photography or like articles about the guy's daughter. It's just like a an 80-page softcover art book, essentially, that you show to the simulacrum through a camera. So you would have a webcam or you'd have your iPad, have the game on iPad too. You scan pages and you use those as like the basis for what you're trying to convince the simulacrum of. So if he's like, how do you know that I would have done something like this? I'm like, well, look at this. this Here's this evidence. Where you said that this is kind of what you wanted. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've only flipped through the book. I have yet to actually load up the game. The game is free. And I believe you can start playing it uh, without the book. But then you order the compendium, which he's selling through Amazon. I think it's 25 bucks which gets you the book and then you can play the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, super cool idea. And it's actually spurred a lot of stuff I was telling you. It's like stuff I wanted to try um, in the game design space with that sort of hand, hand in hand of it. And I'm trying to think there was this, uh, I don't know if I have it here. Well, it's funny because your attraction to that kind of tactile and video experience led you to do things like, when you were playing Papers, Please, you made yourself the little yeah. Stroika book yeah, so that you could flip through it in real life while playing the game. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, like a very similar impulse. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's, that's totally true. I, I I like that the thing you're holding is in the world of the game, too. So, like, they make the bomb manual look like a manual <laughs> for bomb defusal. 
or like this thing is it's not just like it draws pers- you into that world yeah it more. makes the game like the interface in which you're interacting with the game seem like also part of the universe is, have you ever done any of those puzzle rooms those yes escape rooms yes did you like that it was okay. Uh, the one that we did, I thought, felt kind of low rent. Oh. We did Zombie Escape. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but maybe if there was like a good one that also had like a computer monitor that you were interacting in, that would be like the apex of experience for you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> where you're like actually phys- figuring out physical puzzles in a room, but you also have to go back and like mess with the computer to like verify things or to get things done. Yeah, there's and- there's something that it it. It makes you feel like you're more a part of this place and that you're not looking at a place like through a fish tank because part of the thing that's in that world is literally sitting in my hand. And not a lot of people are doing that, but, you know, like, I guess you could count Skylanders or yeah. that type of thing. It's it's different, but, like, bridging that interactive gap, especially with stuff like if HoloLens becomes real or... um you know, like how they would handle, or like how Vive is adding in that chaperone feature or whatever. Where like chaperone, fit, I think that's what it's called. Where they they the reason they delayed it for another four months is was that, that recent? Yeah, they delayed it. To, it was originally going to come out earlier than Oculus. Oh, but they delayed it to basically April or May, I think, uh, because they added in this feature, which I, is really smart. I think it was they claimed that it was like. An innovation, but I think it was like a necessity because of the way the Vive was works. Was it like don't fucking run into this? Basically, but <laughs> the way it handles it. So the Vive is is the is like the Oculus, but it has cameras where Vive. you can actually the Vive, whatever. Yeah, Vive, where you can actually walk around the physical space as opposed to Oculus. You're just looking around really and using controllers. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, you're more prone to like knocking this shit. So what they did was it has a front facing camera that scans in front of you. And it scans objects so that the objects actually come into your virtual space Whoa. When, when you're when you're looking at them or getting near them proximity-wise. Holy so shit. People can then incorporate that into games. Like if you come up to a bookshelf that's in real life, you'll see the bookshelf like bleeding in through the 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 virtual space. But you know, that's something that developers can mess with to create yeah. something awesome. They can make it look like that. Like there's something coming up at you and it's like a horror game. It, it's it, like there's a yeah. person in front of you. If it's if if but for the fact that it's probably gonna be like three grand. Yeah, that's the, it's gonna be so expensive. The Vive is the most awesome of all the ones coming out. <laughs> Just having used all of them, like that one is such a different experience. Yeah, right. I luckily that front room in our house, it could easily accommodate something like that. that just it's has an a big... investment, Joey. You need this. To, well, to make money, you got to spend money, guy. Yeah, but I mean, like, I need a new computer, so maybe, like, at some point, if again, it happens to come with a fifteen hundred dollar Vive, who are you to say? Exactly. Yeah, you should get one. I kind of want to get. They're so cool. I really wanted to get an Oculus, but I know my computer can't handle it. So it's not only getting an Oculus; it's upgrading my computer. It needs like fucking. But you're gonna have to do that with anything but the. The phone one, the Samsung, right, right. or the Gear, or the Project VR, which is going to be kind of lame. What's Project VR? That's Sony's. Oh, that's what it's called? They changed it from Project Morpheus right. to Project VR. Mm. Yeah, it's Sony. Yeah. So they're going to make everything proprietary. It's running off your PS4, which is strong, but not as strong as like a computer that's going to run an Oculus or right. a Vive. 
and all the their universe is going to be you know very restricted to what they gatekeep. Oh yeah, no, I I totally want an Oculus or something so I can see all the shit crazy people make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> stuff I, outside of that, I'll probably buy one of the the PS4 ones anyways. Just you know, because are you going to get an Oculus? I see. I I really want a vibe. Well, yeah. I mean, that's... I'm going to wait a year. Oh, I think okay. or half a year, six okay, months maybe, to see how things shake out. If people actually develop, and the, there's no price for the vibe yet, it's mm. probably going to be three grand. It's going to be a lot. But if it's not, <laughs> it will be. Though. I know. But if it's, would enough, you pay three grand? That's the that's the outer limit where I still I don't know. Like it, I bet three grand will come with a tower. I don't think so. I don't you know. You think it'll be three grand with no, no, just no. the tech? I think it, like, 1500 is the Oculus with the tower. Right. I think the, the Vive. What else hardware wise does that come maybe with? Maybe it'll be two grand with a tower. It comes with, like, four posts to keep you in your arena, right? Maybe the, actually, maybe the Vive will be, like, a thousand more than the Oculus. That's not That's too what bad, I, I guess. So, so with the tower, and I would guess 2500 is what I would guess. But I bet if you can run Oculus, you can run by. And that's, just, I don't know that that's counting the also the wands that you have to get. Like the PS4 wands? They're not PS4 wands. They're their own. Oh. Oculus Touch stuff is not coming out with Oculus. No, because they didn't want to screw over their developers. Like, because the initial development kits for Oculus. Didn't have it. They were telling people to program with the 360 controllers mm-hmm. and the, then the Xbox One controllers. So people built all these games that were based around that oh. and they didn't want to fuck those games over by then coming out with their own an interface that no one can use so what they did they're building in a six-month lead to let people buy those games enjoy them and then people know that six months later they can buy these the touch mm-hmm. and, you know i'm i'm super for ready for some of it to drop because i have not really been able to satisfactorily like use that stuff in public. I don't like doing that in public, like blinding myself to my surroundings. Because ninjas will come at you second right. you take your eyes off them. I don't know. I just like uh, everyone's like watching me do this. I'm, I'm just like accidentally poop and forget I'm standing in front of all these people. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what that stuff brings, but. You know, just imagine that mixed with something like Icebound or Keep Talking, like a physical object that if they have those front-facing cameras that, like, think of it just as like a little puzzle box. Like, it can tell, like, when you rotate it or something, and it would make something else pop out of the top of it. And if it has a front-facing camera, it can fucking augment reality out of the top of this. So did you hear about the VR arcade that they're building downtown? No. So... It's its own proprietary system. It's not going to be like Oculus or So Vive. they say. So we'll just scratch off the Oculus logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Oculus. <laughs> Oculus is it's 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 going to be like an open space where you can put on head uh, like headsets and stuff like that and get like guns and go out and like <laughs> shoot zombies and stuff like that. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. I'm excited for that to open. Whatever happened to LA Game Space speaking of nothing? <laughs> Is that the fucking thing? So they really got boned by the guy who was the landlord of the property. Oh. They had like a deal worked out. It was going to be in the arts district in LA, but the arts district blew up in the meantime. Rents went through the roof and the guy who had like agreed to the deal before was then like, nah, I'm going to rent it to somebody else, make a lot more money. So they've been looking for another space that would satisfy the requirements 
of what they want to do, like a big area where they could have development space and also lectures and stuff. So like it still that. doesn't exist? Doesn't exist. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that. I don't feel too cheated because I still got your your experimental a cool t shirt and a bunch of experimental games. Yeah. Okay. But it's hopefully it'll open sometime. Uh, Can we just show up and work there? Is that like what it is? Or do you have to like sign up? I think they the whole idea is like they'd have residencies. Uh you know, like, like an art commune. Hire you. I guess. I don't I think that was the idea. And then they'd also have like guest lectures and mm. performances and other shit. Testing areas. I see. Hopefully. Hopefully that happens. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, all right. Well, that's. I haven't played Icebound yet, but I I just wanted to bring those both up collaboratively as like a a thing I've been noticing and want to see more of because I like physical objects. I like touch and stuff. I like touch and stuff. Get that touch. And to be touched. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about now so the next game i want to talk about is another game involving birds that's right phoenix Wright for birds for birds or with birds attorney no both (laughs) for and by it's a game for the birds it's like fubu birds (laughs) fubu for lawyer birds by birds (laughs) what is that for for you by you for booze for fib it's the same thing no, it's for us, by us. Oh, yeah, that's right. So Fubu. four birds is be for boo. Okay, go on. That was dumb. Fun <laughs> tangent. Sorry. Aviary attorney. It is. Um, if you've ever played Phoenix Wright, it's very similar to that. It's. Uh, I haven't. Really? No. Oh. Huh. Objection. You should. You got it. You should. You should play. It's fun. Yeah. There's wacky stuff. It's goofy Japanese-ness. I think I have one of them on iPad. <laughs> and I played it a little bit. I was like, there's a lot of reading. And I closed it. <laughs> okay, so this is not a game for Joey. But <laughs> this is a game where all the characters are birds, but they have like human hands and human legs and stuff. It's already one step up from Hotful now. <laughs> yeah. And you're not trying to seduce a non-bird. Or <laughs> you're not a non-bird trying to seduce birds. There's a Oh, okay. You're losing me again. It's, not, <laughs> it's also not just birds. Ari, I want to fuck a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this game. Okay. This game, there's lions, there's weasels, there's birds. It's a lot of a it's lot just of animals. animals. It's not all birds. What What was like a really smart way to develop a game? Um, if you are not a uh, an artist necessarily, but you still want to make a cool looking game, is find public domain art. Slap that in your game. It was all public domain art? It was all art that was created like a hundred years ago. Really? Yeah, which is such an awesome idea. It is um, the guy who originally made the art. um, He was an old dead French dude named (laughs) J.J. Granville. Do they credit him? Yeah, he's the lead character designer. Whether he wants to be or not, it was. You know how you like go to uh, old used bookstores and just flip through books that have like awesome old art. Yeah. In it? So imagine doing that, buying that book, and then just scanning in a really high resolution scan, and then turning that into the game art. 
Interesting. That's what they did. I I think that is such an awesome thing. They he originally used um like animals to represent people so that he can make like satire, public uh, satire, you know, and not get murdered. Yeah. But like all these characters are supposed to represent people in French culture and So they time. were animal people. They were. Oh, he didn't like have a person and then like Photoshop in a bird head. No, they were drawn. They were literally like that as as animal people. Wow. Um, they also all the music, which is really fitting music for this like, you know, hundred year old era <laughs> artwork. Is he used uh, Camille Saint Saens, which is an old <laughs> composer. <laughs> He's credited as the lead composer, <laughs> legendary Romantic era composer. This game was also made a hundred years ago. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, Aaron was very involved. <laughs> okay. Uh, other than that, it was just two guys. There was a designer, programmer, and writer, which his name's Jeremy Nogani, and then uh, an artist, animator, and writer named Mandy Lennon. I think they must be British because their Kickstarter was all in pounds. Mm-hmm. It was uh, one of those good Kickstarter success stories where they asked for like seven thousand pounds and got. Almost 19,000. 19 tons. Double. Double. More than that. You know. Um, So they were able to like fill it out. They didn't have to pay any artists. They didn't have to pay any musicians. I like that there was an artist still. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh uh-huh. Sure, dude. Well, they did did an animation. Right. Which it's really funny animation where the whole piece is like jumping. It's like, oh, like like a stick puppet, like almost? a stick puppet, exactly, or a marionette. It's just kind of like jumping around, and then they'll flip it, and then they'll jump back the other way. And um, <laughs> they did take the time to make their mouths move. Wow! So there was some art, yeah, you know, and and the animation there, their eyes blink, which is like really unsettling <laughs> sometimes. But the characters are I don't like it are great. There's uh, your lead guy, who is the titular aviary attorney. Aviary means his name bird. is JJ Falcon. <laughs> and his like There's no voice acting in this, right? Um or is it like mumbly like No, no, it's all reading. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to remember now. I want it's been a, voice, a few weeks. I want a voice acted. No. I want a voice acted. It's uh and he's got his little like manservant, you know, like the Watson to his Sherlock, mm-hmm. whose name is Sparrowson. And then there's Severin Cocorico. Who is a prosecutor, and then there's Inspector Juste Volarty, who is a <laughs> an inspector. He's like a cop, um, but there's a lot of characters, and they're all like weird. There's a lot of like bad puns everywhere. Yep, you know, uh, you know, like the dog soldier is like, "You're barking up the wrong tree, JJ." Oh boy. <laughs> uh, okay. And the uh, it's 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 similar to. Noir syndrome that I talked about before in that it's it's an adventure game, but um there it's not just there's like no wrong answer. No, it's not it's 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 also very choose your own adventure mm-hmm. to some degree, but not not you can't move make the story so much wider. But uh like you'll open up on a map and those are the places you have to uh pick one of like six or seven locations to investigate a case. But by picking a location that'll use up time and you uh, only have three days till the trial. Sounds like discourse. So it's a little bit like you were saying with discourse. Um, and there was a similar thing in noir syndrome where when you were searching for the killer, you had to pick locations. 
this you're picking locations to then talk to people and find out like um, clues that aren't so straightforward that they're clues but then later during the trial in when you're cross-examining someone it'll give you like five or six things to say but some of those things will only pop up if you learned information oh and so how much you're able to unravel unless you give them the right legume yeah exactly okay yeah it has to be a corn nut Uh, (laughs) spicy corn nuts (laughs) uh if if uh if you don't get the right trees that open up then you just like can't um impeach a witness in a certain way you can't make the witness show that show that that witness is lying about a certain Uh, thing okay and then the jury is like oh he's totally just wasting our time what's he doing here you know and they distrust you a little bit more but if you're like oh that was a great point how did he know that like you know the jury is it a comedy or do they take it serious and that's where the comedy is that it looks like it is but it's serious it's like a witty serious thing okay so like you're still solving like mystery, like a murderers and people, their lives are on the line and stuff like that. So you could get sucked into it and not realize it's like a comedy until you step back and be like, wait, what the fuck am I doing? No, like, because they're... there's like the, the puns every now and again. Oh, okay. And you know, like some of the characters, like your Sparrow Sun guy is like, he just thinks with his stomach a lot. Mm-hmm. So it, there's some comedy and just like, oh God, what are you trying to do here? You're like, we should go back to the candy store. And like, no, we're not going there. There's no reason. But... <laughs> The characters themselves, there are serious characters who are just will never make a joke. Oh, okay. Um, and the storylines, it's it's a fun game. It's not like super deep. It's just really cool that they were able to make so much with public domain art and yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And it is an adventure game, but the there's no pixel hunting because things are selectable. Like you run your your mouse over the screen and things light up where you can click them oh big chunks light up so it's not like you're really hunting very much yeah you can instantly see what's selectable not everything that's selectable will get you very far but you at least know what to interact with there's no pixel hunting that's nice all the things that you click like the menus and the dialogue things they all feel very chunky and like you feel like you're pushing in a button oh okay so there is like a good tactile feeling even though it's so this this was bought for you, this or, was yeah. yeah. So would you have bought this? I, I was going to buy it eventually. Yeah, I was just going to wait till it was on sale because it could have gone. It could have gone, gone bad. Way. It yeah. was. It's a fifteen dollar one, right? That was. Yeah, I think it's because it's pretty new. Um, as a, as a lawyer, how's the law stuff? I mean, there's no law stuff in this. Okay, <laughs> it's it's like Phoenix. If you've played Phoenix. Right, then you know it's just like you're you're cross examining a whale at one point in Phoenix, right? Like <laughs> you're just like, and it's just going. Arr! It's the loose structure of <laughs> right of a courtroom. It's being the, the law and order of court. Not courtroom. even that far. <laughs> it's but it's it's uh, it creates an, a funny background, and the history parts of it is is kind of neat of just being in that historical time in France where like there's a revolution all the goddamn time. And they're just like, <laughs> at a drop of a hat, people are wanting to like murder everyone in Revolution! <laughs> like that, that's captured very well. Oh, that's funny. So uh, it sounds like it's, it's funny if you're smart, which I'm not. So it's not. No, but it, it's, it's funny, but it's not like slapsticky or like constantly goofy. Yeah. You know, it's not like if the jokes don't hit, you're not going to have fun. It's not like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's still, the game is fun. And then the jokes, once in a while, you'll be like, huh. you know, like a smirk. Like, you're not going to, like, laugh out loud. 
So it's more reading than a game. It's a lot of reading. The game comes in when you're trying to pick where to go, what to investigate, and then during trial, what to bring up. Because even though you investigated something and there's stuff added to your your tree Mm -hmm. during the trial, it's not necessarily that any of them are going to help you just because they're revealed. You kind of have to figure out the puzzle of is what it, you're trying to get at and then select that correctly. Like, could, if you thought about something long enough, would you like, I definitely should go to this place and this place because I know this information? Or is it more just like, I'm going to randomly pick these locations and it's going to add stuff to the trial scene? I'd say like 70-30. Okay. So, you know, you don't always know for sure. And I don't think you can always figure it out. But there's places where you're like, more likely than not, I should check this type of place out because... That would that would add more than if I just went back to my office again. I probably wouldn't find anything there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. I probably won't play it, but I've seen the the videos of it. Just it, yeah, watch the trailer. If if nothing, it else. just looks so cool because I love that old woodcut style. The art is great, yeah. and there's a lot of art. Yeah, and the, the way that they animate it is like really hokey, but it's also it, cool it enough. Fits. It fits very well. Yeah, that's fair. We're running a little long uh, because we are, you know, catching back up. But I'm going to do my last one real quick, anyways. This is uh, Quarries of Scred. Quarries. Have you played Quarries of Scred? I've watched you play Quarries of Scred because uh, it is not a game for me. It's not for sure. You say that? Uh, not for sure. But okay, I will, I'm bringing it up because, and that's a bummer you say that because it was the reason I was bringing it up. Is oh. I bought Quarries of Scred two, which is only available on Itchio. Quarries of Scred is like a super retro digging game that has its own set of rules that if you upset stuff and things landslide, you'll get crushed and then you start over. You you mine things to get new gear and abilities. It's just a very retro, like classic. What you're looking at looks like madness, though, unless you you decode that it's a digging game. Right. Like in the same way that... Uh, uh, and like Rogue or one of those original actual Rogue games is incomprehensible until you figure out the symbology. But this, this is actually graphics. Like, this it, is actually graphics and not like ASCII art. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. graphics, but it still looks like nonsense. Yeah, it does. Um, but it, it, think Dig Dug, but you need to be careful, right? So you're you're did going. You ever, to... Did you ever play Nom Nom Galaxy? No. Okay, it's you're trying to get soup by mining stuff out of a. Excuse me. I know it's crazy, <laughs> but it's it's a very light, very very light version of of Quarries of Scred. That's, yeah, the only reason I remember. um I really like Quarries of Scred. Quarries of Scred Two is essentially they came up with a multiplayer version where you can have four people on screen at the same time, um, and there's different modes where there's like you know play regular and race or is it controller friendly though? Because I thought it was only keyboard. I believe it is controller now. Okay, maybe that would make it more interesting to me. Yeah, but I don't. I, I mean, I play it. There's there's something very pure about it, and I can't even really put my finger on it. I think it helps that my keyboard is has mechanical switches, so it's very clicky. Yeah, it's like chick, 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 chick. so it feels very retro, like old an old keyboard in an old looking game, and it's like very like you were saying chunky. Like everything feels very deliberate, and I'm feeling I'm pressing the fucking button, and uh, you know, maybe it maybe it was like a place and time thing. I was like, I just want to like, I'm killing time. You know, I'm unemployed. 
I'm going to buy Quarry's Cred for three bucks. And it, this is kind plays, of like that. That title is perfect because that pretty much like it Quarries plays like a Quarry's of Scred would play <laughs> in my mind. The, the, the disconnect don't fucking read the book. Like the, like the manual? The manual. Really? Because it's like his name is Bob and there's like a really shit story <laughs> that goes along with it. But like yeah, I, I had to look it up because they, they it's one of those things where you're supposed to kind of learn stuff as you go and it, the control system is all not super obvious. Like you can hold one piece of equipment at a time, which I had all this shit and then I'd go out and buy stuff and then realize that I buy like the expensive whatever. Just because it's a lot of money. You yeah. Figure it's got to be helpful. And then I buy the next thing, which overrode the expensive thing. But I don't know. There's something super charming about it. And then two, which again is only on itch.io, has the multiplayer mode that I've been wanting to check out. But I didn't know it was like a multiplayer only thing until I bought it. So it, it was like $3. Who cares? But <clears throat> it, I don't know. I look at it. It's judging from the picture it's probably not going to be super obvious whether or not you're into it but if you like a like a more strategic version of dig dug or like i don't know i can't even i don't know i don't know i can't even think of like an equivalent of like a strategy digger yeah you know like minor dig deep on xbox i guess like kind of a rpg dig dug but it's 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 you die and you start over yeah. and like the the layout of the quarry is completely random and it's got procedurally yeah so I don't know it's it's it, I I almost equate it to like a Zen garden because like you don't really care if you like beat anything I don't know why but I get a very like dwarf fortressy feel maybe that's why I gravitated maybe towards that's it. why because when I was looking at it play it was like nothing really is too obvious but you can kind of figure it out. Yeah. It's very like um retroy but also there's like definitely progression. So I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely it's, not. It's, it's, it's not for everybody, for sure, but if you find it cheap enough and you like kind of puzzling out a game, I highly recommend it. Well, how about this for Sarah? Why don't we give away a game? Okay. How about we give away Quarries of Scred? Okay. How about that? Do you have Quarries of Scred? It's on our on our list, so... But do you have it? I do not. You should get it. You'll never play it? Oh, uh, no. I have too many games that I want to play. All right. Well, I'll cut this out then. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a good segue. Yeah. Let's let's give away Quarries of Scred. All right. Quarries of Scred. Joey, what do you think Quarries of Scred is? Uh, it's like Scorched Earth. But in Quarries? In Quarries. Yeah. No, that's not what it is. I just said what it was. Yeah. I, Ari, I literally just spent like five minutes talking about what I, it was. I do not listen when you talk. <laughs> I just think about me talking. <laughs> what I'm going to say next. Yeah. <laughs> Give away Quarries of Scred. Quarries of Scred. C-V-9-9-V-E-2-6-A-6-D-C-Y-0-E. And again, please, if you get it, even though Joey just gave his review, we'd love to hear your review. Yeah, tell me if you think I'm full of shit, or if you love it, tell me why, because yeah. I'm... I know I'm like a masochistic, crazy person when it comes to games like this. I don't know like what the marketability is of this thing outside of myself. Your uh, your discussion of Itch.io uh, or Itch made me um, want to... I call it Itch.io. I call it Itch.io. Uh, it made me want to bring up one thing that happened 
that uh, even though we're not topical, I think it's just like an important weird thing. Okay, is the implosion of Desura. Is it gone now? It's fucked. I mean, it's it's there, but there's no reason anyone should put their games on it because they're not paying people when games are bought there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going bankrupt. They were bought and then bankrupt, and now it's a ghost town there. Really? The only people who are posting new games are like Russian kids who make knockoff games and don't know that Desert is dead, yeah. so they just put it there. Well, I was looking. Uh, there's a game called Dominion 4. It has um, nothing to do with the board game? No. Um, I actually own it on Steam, but they upped the price to $150. And I was like, is this like a crazy version or something? <laughs> but no, that people have started just jacking their prices up to discourage sales because I guess they can't remove it. So and it's it's like a it's like a zombie. It's like a walking corpse. That's so sad. Is. I like Desura. It It is sad, but it's pushed all these people to itch. And oh. Itch.io is such a better platform. Right. It's got so much cool things built into the back end, like the the analytics features. Well, you've posted and, a game on there. I have not, so I don't see it. I've not seen any of that It's stuff. so much cooler, and it, it does such a better job of, like, determining how much money to pull away, and it, like, it's it's a very reasonable system. Like, and, does it take more or less money from you based on sales? Well, no, but, like, price setting, like, everything is very easy. Mm. Um. Of of how to how to set all the like set sales set the pricing to categorize it it's it they like the people who make itchio you can tell they're probably game designers or they just like really care a lot about they're not in it to make design. money as yeah. much as Desura it's almost was. like when the music industry was like really shitty and there'd be like the big labels who would fuck over people mm-hmm. and then there was like a couple small independent labels who were like owned co ops or like really cared about letting people own their masters and stuff like right. that. Itch.io, they genuinely seem to care about adding features people want for selling games and making it as easy as possible. The biggest problem I have with Itch.io is that you can only access most of it through the website, which they're trying to... Someone's making a client, and it's only it only shows like stuff you've bought, but that's a step at least. Yeah. I mean, it's not a huge you know corporation yet, right? and it's still young enough. It'll Yet. probably get there. Yeah. Yeah. It'll and get then until it's just deserted like Desura. And... <laughs> well, hopefully they won't go fucking bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. I I need to look at that because I don't, I got an, an email that there's a place called Shiny Loot that had a bundle from somewhere like I accidentally bought at one point. Um, I was like, oh, I didn't know what Shiny Loot meant. It's on the service that's shutting down. And we got a, I got an email that was talking about like, well, I think isn't in Indie Royal is the same company, I think. As Desura. As Desura. Yeah, yeah. But Shiny Loot is its own thing. It's different. Yeah. And they're shutting down and it's like they're they are talking about their plans for dormancy by the end of twenty sixteen. I wonder if there's a, something I have to do to offload my Desura stuff because some of that I don't own on Steam. A lot of the times you can get a Steam key, but some of those games haven't made it over. Granted, I'm sure a lot of them aren't worth making it over. But you could always just download them onto your computer. You could, but then they'd have to stay installed. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have the space for that. So it's like, what do you, this is probably the first instance where a service is shutting down that I have a, a fairly substantial stake in. So I'm not sure what. I, I think the safest thing to do is, Spend a hundred bucks, get like a two hundred fifty ter or like, you know, gigabyte 
hard drive. Yeah. Load it all up. I mean, the ones like Project Zomboid and like stuff. Project Zomboid is why I, I joined Desura because that was the first place it was purchasable before Steam. Now I have it on Steam because I got a Steam key from my Desura purchase. Yeah. So I bet the games that haven't made it over, I could probably live without. But I just am curious to see how far companies feel like they have to go to like make it right because it's it's not like they can do, spend money to make something to get it make it right for everybody like what do they fucking care you know like they're bankrupt yeah man. they power off and then it's like <laughs> it's not like we need to worry about getting more customers they like, already we're failed not, yeah we're not going to do this again yeah. you know so i don't know it'd be interesting like i know steam is never going to go away i know itunes is never going to go away so it's like i feel fine dumping and you know amazon i know those things are never going to disappear so i feel fine spending money on those services but riskier stuff like shiny loot and <laughs> um like indie game stand is another one i have like a good chunk of stuff on but that's like a smaller thing and that doesn't tie into steam like humble ties into steam yeah um or you just you can download do you have D- a lot on gog gog i, I feel like, like pretty like secure some. but i still i try not to buy stuff when i can find it somewhere else yeah, I have I have a good chunk of stuff on GOG. I don't buy new stuff on GOG. I only buy the old, the like the stuff that they specialized stuff, in. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, but both in Humble's case and GOG's case, you can download an installer DRM free. You know, it's not like a Steam list where you have to install from within the client. Like yeah. once Desura goes offline and you want to install some of that stuff, I don't know what that means. But, you know, who cares? Then I can't play... Dog Simulator 3000. Yeah, or fucking gynophobia. Pregnancy. (laughs) Pregnancy, right? (laughs) So, you know, maybe that goes to show, like, there was something about Desura that I loved, and it's it's what Ichio has more become. Ichio is a quality version of Desura in that it's more Wild Westy than Steam. And it it gets weirder than Desura even ever got. This era got more garbagey. Garbagey, yes. But it didn't get as weird. But there was something nice about having a completely different ecosystem. Like the type of ecosystem that you have on Desura is totally different than the weirdo crap games you see on Itch, and totally different than this you see on New Grounds. Totally different than the ones you see even on Greenlight. It's like, like the the fans. There's that... some crossover, but their communities just gravitate towards different. Ideas like Desura fucking loves the anime game. Yeah, it does. And then Ichio is Ichio is like the comics comic of like video indie video game design because it's like here's this really fucking weird idea that it's totally not marketable, but I had to see if I could make. Yeah, you'll find that shit on Ichio. You'll find gynophobia and pregnancy where someone thought they were making something marketable. They just were crazy people. Yeah, on on Desura. Desura, and I I don't know. Like it's I like that there's those options out there. I just wish that there was, like, I need to make the master game wallet that you can plug, like, any website into. You create, like, a Steam list that's, like, it'll automatically pull your Steam library in. It'll automatically pull... Steam would never go for that. No, I know, but you can log into Steam in a browser. yeah. And then it's... But I feel like they'd sue you to, like, infinity. Like, to shut you down. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Try it. Fuck Fuck it. it. Let's do it. I'm going to make it anyway. (laughs) Fuck fuck those guys. (laughs) But, yeah, I want, like, just, like, a... A master treasure chest that houses all my digital shit, like even movies and all that. Because like I, I don't fucking remember that I bought a movie on 
this person's Amazon website versus yeah, Google like, or iTunes. Like that um, animated version of Prison Pit. Yeah, that they sold through VHX. I don't fucking re- like. I'm not going to remember like I bought that in a year from now. Like I just remembered that just now, and I haven't watched <laughs> that thing in a fucking year. But it's like that's the danger I think of all these different digital distributions is you're it's going to be so hard for anyone other than the ones that are already big to get a foothold because you're not going to go there on a regular basis. Yeah, maybe even if you couldn't access, like, watch the movie through the client, if it just assembled a list. Yeah, so you knew. Automated list, yeah. Yeah. And, like, maybe if you can make a browser plug-in that before you were to buy it again, accidentally it would pop up and say, like, <laughs> you bought this. You bought this. Do you really want to buy it again? You yeah. dumb idiot. You fucking idiot. You dumb idiot. <laughs> There's, um, the, fuck, I just lost it. Give me a second. There's oh, there's these uh, library programs. Uh, I have one. I was gonna make one for my board games. Um, it's called Delicious Library. I've seen stuff like that for comic books. Yeah, I'm too. Exa- I like it's too much work. It for is. Me. It sounds exhausting. But like Delicious, you got to pay interns to do that. Let's right. get some Explozo interns. <laughs> Catalog everything I own, please. Uh, but you, a lot of them have... They an, just kill themselves. They take one look around your place and just slit their own throats. Well, they would the just see the garage and be like, okay, this is just the garage. Now come in here. Um, but they have barcode scanners. So that helps. And it automatically talks to the library. But you have to manually update that. So like when you get a pack of shit for steam or whatever like i'm not gonna go through i'm like all right well i got fucking anime game c along with like the two games i wanted from the pack um but that maybe that's just like the weird add completionist side of me that it's like just who cares like if you don't remember you have prison pit well that well that's also like you should never start an endeavor like that because then you will then lose your life to it of archiving everything building an archive yeah yeah you're right well, and then, you know, you'd... You'd spend more time than the amount of money you'd save by not double buying everything you <laughs> Right. I have, I have bought Blu-rays before multiple times because, like, you know, you'll buy a chunk because there were five bucks on sale. I just did that with comics again. We were just talking about that. Oh, I bought the same Wormwood book. Like, I oh, you started did? reading it. Yeah, I have three <laughs> copies of it now or two copies of it. <laughs> I do that all the time. I'll with, take one. Yeah, I'm I'll bring it over yeah, next all right, time. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. I got a copy of Wormwood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wish there was like a better global solution for that, but there's really no one's interest. It, like, especially the bigger ones, because it's like you shouldn't be going anywhere else. Yeah. You know, like. It would have to be a third party person who could do it in a way that uh, with with information that the companies would actually make available. Because I'm sure companies would like block off whatever entranceway you tried to go into to get the list easily even if it was like through their client you're logging into your steam page on in a browser you think they could do that i don't i think they could maybe you could constantly try to like evolve and outfox them i don't know but like legally steam could be like no you can't. no no not legally i mean it would be legal whatever they do but i mean they would basically like close the technological door that would allow you to easily scan all those from another client could they say like you can't allow or you can't log into our service from your service? Yeah, even like though that. if it was like the they weren't doing it, it was like their customer, like my customer logging into Magical Treasure Chest <laughs> because they're they're logging into their system, right? I didn't know what they the... can gatekeep their system if they want, you know. Mm. Even if they just put did something as simple as put in their terms of service or something, 
I bet that's in there. Yeah. We probably we just need to hire our own Indian uh in or what do they call Indian assistants. They have those those things where it's like five dollars. Yeah. Like people do anything for five bucks or something. Oh, like, fivers. Fivers. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you. Or it that was like virtual a big assistant thing. thing. It was a big thing to hire a virtual assistant in India. Yeah, there was some pod or some blog where some guy hired one of those for the guy to do his blog for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it wasn't that long. It was like a, a month. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he he was one of those blogs that was like a Boeing Boeing where it curates all like oh, different sure. articles. So it's like, find me weird articles on the internet and just start posting those. And he got like a team of Indian people who were like having a great time with it and made like weird videos to upload. and Weird. Yeah. Is the cost of living super cheap in India? Is that why they can... Human do- capital is so cheap. Like there's a billion people, you know, more than a billion... So it's there's not enough jobs, so oh. you know, and the the money is so much lower valued than ours. Anyways, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, we really went on a tangent. All right, well, we gave away two games. I think we're good in giving away games. Um, join so, our Steam group. Yeah, Steam group, which is the Waz Pod group. Uh, Joey and I are on Steam at Dibno D Y B N O and at Clockface. Um, you can talk to us there. Uh, you can tweet, check our Twitter feed, which is at WazPod. Um, which we've been better at using yeah. since our last recording. Yeah, we up, we we try to add a lot of stuff on that, um, but not so much that it's annoying. I put my impulse buys on there. I haven't done that lately. Um, but like when there was the Steam sale and I noticed that I posted that, you know, just like heads up, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, if, if there's like funny or interesting game related news, that's where we'll be more topical. Right, because we, we, we can really know when that'll come out. But I, I, I want to get back into recording more stuff, especially games. Uh, I got a new mic specifically for that, so hopefully we so can we'll get back into that. So we'll do more recordings. Yeah. Uh, please go on iTunes, give our feed a five star review. A review, but preferably a five star. I one. mean, we deserve it. Let's not be dickheads here. <laughs> sure, okay. But it would help us out a lot. Get more attention. You know, it, it doesn't cost anything. Um. Yeah, send us emails with uh, reviews of games, things that you want to know about, just randomness that we've talked about. If you disagree with any of our 20 minutes or less, or you have a different opinion, send it to wazpod at gmail.com. And if you make a game, feel free to reach out. Won't hurt. Can't guarantee we'll get to it in a timely fashion or at all, but oh yeah, you can send it to us and we'll, we'll at least look at it. And I'll pimp Idiot Town. It's on Itch.io. Itch.io. It's, uh, How are your sales going? That's a Devril Denis hard numbers, but <laughs> it's it's uh it's like a, a trickle, so it's not stopped, but it's like oh really, it's still going a trickle, yeah. Once in a while, there'll be a new new sale, which nice. I really appreciate. <laughs> um, any reviews yet? Yeah. Oh well, actually, um, there's if you search on YouTube for Idiot Town, there's an entire Let's Play that uh, I think it was El Rebelled. Oh yeah, Adam X, X, Scumdog X. Nine three whatever, <laughs> <laughs> I did did a whole. It's awesome. Did a, like basically you don't have to buy the game. You can just watch this. <laughs> Wait, so you're gonna sue him? Is that what you're saying? Because he did a whole playthrough. It's about an hour and fifteen minutes, um, I think. Which he already knew he had played the game through before that. So if you play it at home, it'll probably be a little longer. Oh, okay. But since he knew where to go and what to do, is about an hour and fifteen minutes. Um, and he voice acts all of. <laughs> I haven't watched that. That's awesome. All of the characters now, you know, uh, he, he's not an actor, so <laughs> cut him some slack. But I, I totally appreciate the uh, effort. It's awesome that he did it. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and if you don't want to pay for the game but want to see what it is, then <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's fine. I'm totally happy. And if 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 you buy the game and want to give it to one of your friends or put it on BitTorrent or whatever, fine. I, I really don't care. So <laughs> how fucking dope would it be? You see your game floating around BitTorrent? I, I'd be, yeah, I'd be totally fine. And if you guys like want to pirate it or whatever, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a quick way to get your game sold is to like oh yeah man even the the author is like cool with piracy that was like i remember hearing that a long time ago it was like a a bullet point like on the radiohead yeah yeah they like, oh, i don't even night. care it's because they're fucking billionaires <laughs> you idiot i'm not a billionaire but i just don't care <laughs> yeah uh but oh god i was gonna i was I lost idiot it. town yeah. buy it itchio it's Dibno slash Itchio. What is the... How does the URL work? You can word? search it in Google. Dibno.itchio. Idiot Town game. It's nothing else is going to come up. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's our show. We'll try to be a little more consistent. Do some more streams. Keep your eye out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and we'll be posting... Uh, you're probably... we either already seen it or we'll see our IndieCade uh, interviews. So. Yeah. I was going to say it's going out next week, but that means nothing to the people here. No. <laughs> so you'll already have access to it on the feed. Yeah. On the WazPod feed. Right. So if Not on Explosive Magical If you're Prime. subscribed to the Explosive Magico feed, check out the WazPod feed because we post a lot of uh, extra random shit. extra shit. Yeah. Sign us out. Um, Super Bowl. So you know what that means. Don't die by eating yourself to death. That's my advice. See you next time. Bye.